0: We have a vast and expansive timeline in the Star Wars mythology, spanning over 25,000 years of history in the galaxy, with each era being a rich resource for storytelling. Now, with Disney+, Plus, we can explore limitless story possibilities like never before and fulfill the promise that there is truly a Star Wars story for everyone.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. My name is David.
2: I'm Sam. I'm Ray.
1: And oh my God, the, like we have over 10, 10, projects that they announced at the, at the investors meeting that Disney just did um, uh, in the past couple of days. And it was, it was crazy. I, um uh, I watched it all the way through. I know David and I, Started from the beginning, and then after the Star Wars announcements, he left, and then they just kept announcing and announcing um, the different stuff that Disney's doing. I think they announced over, over a hundred projects in the works, over a hundred, at an investors meeting. I feel like this was, um, kind of their version of D twenty three because they didn't have it this year, and then it was also our version of Star Wars Celebration. I think all the stuff that was announced, most of it was going to be set at at Celebration, and. Uh, and David just informed us that there's, there's five other projects that they really did not talk about um, besides the ten that they did announce. A possible three to five, uh, I think. I, I was super yeah.
0: surprised that they didn't announce a
1: Boba Fett series,
0: which so many media outlets have talked about being in production and actively casting. And, of course, we all know that they built a physical – cockpit of slave one in one of the volumes so that it's kind of odd why they didn't announce that you would figure i mean one of the marquee characters it i mean i think it's an it's an open secret really that the show is happening so
1: i don't know right uh so i i i said there's 10 projects there is andor there is a droid story there's bad batch uh ahsoka it's it's called Acolyte, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, Lando, Rangers of the New Republic, Rogue Squadron, and Visions, and that's all the Star Wars projects. They also announced Indiana Jones Five officially, and they also, um, uh, and then there's also a new project that's going to be. It's based off a book series. I, I I don't remember the name of it. And then there's the continuing story of of. of starring Borg Davis and I was happy about that Uh, but that's a lot of projects I think that I think that's crazy and I and I saw um, somebody I know said that sometimes um, something is maybe something that we shouldn't have because too much good stuff like is it too much I just want to see what you guys think because no one expected for them to announce all this stuff all at once.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the the thing would be obviously, one. you know, having a lot of stuff's good, <laughs> but yeah, if they can't keep the quality up, then that, that might be a little concerning. Um, I, I, I'm a huge Marvel right. fan as well, but I will say some of those movies in the middle of yeah. that first thing got a little stale. Um, and so that might be a concern. But obviously, they've absolutely hit it out of the ballpark with *Mandalorian*. So, you know, the hope is is that Lucasfilm's kind of on the right track now, and they can produce quality content.
1: Yeah, I was upset they didn't announce uh, a Max Rebo story.
2: Right, <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been anticipating something like this for so long because Marvel I, does I, this all the time. Yeah, I mean, they do it all the time, and it's like, well marvel's just down the hall from lucasfilm i mean like share the notes i mean this is i think the way to do it the way to give the fans really what we want we want to hear about the upcoming projects and it's not like they're going to release everything all in 2021 this is going to be i think what 2021 2022 2023 and kind of beyond so i mean we're not going to be hit with the flood of stuff all in our face i mean it's all going to be spread out and i think I've always said this, there's a lot of filmmakers out there, a lot of talented filmmakers, a lot of Star Wars fans out there that can, I think, really do these projects justice. And I think Lucasfilm is in one of the best positions because they kicked it all off with The Mandalorian. And I think that set the tone. And Lucasfilm sees what works. And the fact that Favreau and Filoni are going to do Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka concurrently, and then it's all going to lead up to a big climactic event. What that is, I don't know. Maybe it's a movie. Like I said, there's three to five projects that they haven't announced. So, But we do know Ahsoka is happening during the time frame of The Mandalorian, which is super exciting. And it does kind of prove out kind of what Dave Filoni talked about. Uh, the fact that he says that the epilogue of Rebels happens after the events of Chapter 13 from The Mandalorian.
1: I think that's... That's wait, wait. W- w- oh, okay. You're you, you're talking about the circus series. I thought you said something else. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But um, so I, I I'm I'm predicting that the uh, um, that one of the projects that you're talking about is uh um is a movie. something similar of of what they did with the marvel netflix shows where it was daredevil luke cage iron fist and jessica jones and they ended up doing the movie defenders where, where i mean where in each of those shows it was building up to this big thing and then that ended up being the show uh defenders but it was a movie it was like four episodes and each episode was like an hour so I could see them doing that and I think that that movie will be them trying to retake uh the planet Mandalore and Thrawn will play a bit like a huge part in that I think that is a huge thing because I don't think when Dave Filoni introduces something it's not uh it's not just to be introduced I I I, I think that it's going to play a big part because in Rebels, when they introduce the world between worlds, in my mind, I'm thinking this is going to play a big role at some point in Star Wars down the road. And if you take a good look at Ahsoka's logo, it looks very similar to, to the world, to the world between worlds. And I think that in, in that um, show, we may explore that more. Uh, and, and we actually saw the world between worlds in the holiday special with, with Ray. So I think that, that that at some point we'll see that come into play. And I think that Thrawn will also play a large role in it. And it's, it's, it's just going to be crazy. I am excited to see of where everything goes and it's still overwhelming with all the, with all the projects and all the future projects that will be announced. It's, it's insane
2: good time to be a star star wars fan for sure yeah <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah kathleen kennedy announced that the next chapter will debut christmas 2021 i guess we're all assuming she meant the mandalorian season three yeah which will be exactly almost a year from the end of season two mm-hmm. to season three which man that's going to be a long time to wait for the mandalorian
2: yeah 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 I, yeah I and mean, we'll talk about the mandalorian later but i mean I, I think they're gonna have to end with a cliffhanger here Yeah, Mm -hmm. so because I don't know if they can wrap everything up obviously in one episode. Uh, I thought they'd do a little bit more of that this episode, so it's interesting.
1: Um, something that that we won't um have to wait for is during 2021, there will be some other Star Wars stuff coming out, there's gonna be the Lego game, but most importantly um the show that we saw a trailer for which i was surprised that we saw so so many trailers and stuff during this yeah. but uh is the show called bad batch and that play that takes place directly after um uh it takes place directly after order 66 and we saw a bunch of stuff and uh including uh um fennec shand uh she actually shows up during that trailer and i was surprised by that and i think we'll see more um of of her character growth and we'll see of how she is the way she is in the fifth chapter of the mandalorian in season one and and this assassin's journey but most importantly um during order 66 we know that Grogu was taken out of the temple and 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 we have no idea who it is but the big rumor is is that it's the squad um that does it what do you guys think of that theory of of them going into the temple and and saving him i think it's possible
0: i don't think it's likely though I, i think they would save that for something of like a live action. Maybe, I mean, maybe in Ahsoka, maybe in Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know, but I don't think they would show that in Bad Batch. And I don't think it was the Bad Batch that actually rescued him. I don't know. That's just my feeling. But I mean, you never know. I mean, Filoni's kind of overseeing a lot of stuff now. Maybe he has a whole lot more pull and maybe Favreau loves that idea. And is Filoni going to be in charge of the Bad Batch in any way? I believe so.
2: That was my understanding, but I guess yeah. I okay. can confirm that. Obviously, yeah. he's working on Rangers and Ahsoka. So.
0: I think the chances are a whole lot higher with Filoni involved. So, I mean, you never know. It, and with the numbers that Disney Plus is reporting for viewership of Clone Wars and Rebels, I think they're putting a whole lot more stock into these animated shows now. So, I think there's more of a chance that we'll get more live-action tie-ins. So...
2: Mm-hmm. i mean the one thing that supports that theory is obviously we we don't know anything about grogu during mm-hmm. uh uh during you know the prequels except for uh like we know he was at he was on coruscant you know in the jedi temple um which fun fact i i learned this like last week and i was like kind of blown away did you know did you guys know that anakin skywalker was born in the same year as grogu yeah we
1: actually talked about that in the last episode
2: is that the one i wasn't here for
1: i think so yeah oh
2: man oh, I'm just <laughs> wow to the party You don't yeah. listen to our own podcast i was, go- I was gonna listen to it and then, uh, this is embarrassing this is embarrassing <laughs> um but no because they're doing another uh yeah. show from that era and because we don't know anything about grogu it would definitely be a time when they could throw something you know if it's even just a small easter egg that like yep confirms yep he was there he was on Coruscant. you know so i i wouldn't i wouldn't pass that i think that that's a possibility
1: yeah Yeah. uh, And something else that's really cool is they are sticking with the Clone Wars animation and it looks like the same actor. It sounds like uh, it sounds like the same actors who were in the Clone Wars that's alive during this are coming back to play the characters. And I remember talking to Tom Kane a couple of years ago. Uh, He plays the voice of Yoda and the narrator and stuff in the Clone Wars. and, and, my friend Chris and I were talking to him, and I was like, "After this final season, you know, there's a possibility that Clone Wars might still go on. Is is that possible?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, like for sure," and but he said he didn't know in what way. And it looks like this is the way that the Clone Wars will continue—not like the Clone Wars, but but just the con continuous story of some of the clones and the characters that were in the clone wars and the fact that's happening in the clone Wars style, mm-hmm. uh, is fantastic.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. super cool. I'm super excited for that batch. hundred mm-hmm.
1: percent.
0: Yeah. Kathy Kennedy also announced the fact that they're building three more volumes for the stagecraft mm-hmm. that they're using one in LA, one in London, one Australia.
1: I didn't and- see them talk about, um, about them doing it in Boston. Cause I know that's been a, big thing of them filming kenobi in boston so
0: if that rumor's true yeah they're shooting on location or in some sound stage or something i don't know maybe it's conflicting schedules or something but um yeah uh what i heard before was there was already three volumes in existence but according to what kathleen kennedy said it would be a total of four volumes in existence interesting two in la and then one in london one in australia but yeah, if they're gonna shoot all these series, they're all gonna need time and the volume, and it seems like they're gonna take advantage of it due to the pandemic and due to the fact that the technology is just
1: really, really good.
2: Yeah, the volume is a fantastic solution. Like, holy crap, it it blows my mind. It's super yeah. cool what they can do
1: that. And, uh that investors call when they were walking around and stuff. I thought, I thought they were standing in one of the. Uh, in one of the volumes because of the way it looked and it's like that circling thing i thought that they did that meeting in one yeah Yeah, that's actually just a green screen but yeah it
2: could have been it could have been
0: a line they should have done that actually yeah because it 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 had like a dc fandom type of feel Mm -hmm. and i mean what better way to utilize a volume just have everyone come in but (laughs) right yeah that's or maybe everyone that did presentations had a green screen in their home just put on a suit got in
1: front of it and they just <laughs> ILM did the effects afterwards <laughs> <laughs> Oh man yeah no that whole call was incredible and i guarantee no one expected them to talk about all like so many projects i was surprised that we got to see the behind the scenes for andor and they even talk about kenobi about that stuff but then in the back of my mind i was like all this was going to happen at star celebration that was supposed to happen this year uh so i'm i'm glad that we ended up um getting all these announcements i was i i didn't know what to expect so it it blew uh, i bet a lot of people away And that announcement about about Hayden coming back was huge, yeah. Um, And I and I'm just kind of interested of of how that's gonna work because Sam talked about it, but at one point he will have to leave Tatooine. But then who is gonna be taking care of Luke? Because his whole point of staying on Tatooine was to take care of Luke, so no danger would come. And after he leaves, you know, who will? Does Take. Luke go on like a farming field trip or something off <laughs> Tatooine and uh, want us
2: to tag along? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not worried about know, him.
3: Do we know for sure that he's going to be like Darth Vader in the suit or would he be in, in like a flashback kind of thing?
2: That's what I was wondering.
1: I think I mean, both. Yeah, I was going to say, Kathleen really did say Vader.
2: It didn't really, but it, it doesn't really make sense because they could literally put anyone in the Darth Vader costume. Yeah. Because it's James Earl Jones we're going to hear. And like you kind of want like a big bodybuilder guy if you're gonna put him in Darth Vader. So well, you know it what? It seems a
1: little he, look, weird. To look, do. it's 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 been the pandemic, all right. He's he's had time to hit the gym. He's, oh, he's had time to he's hit the weights, jacked, man. <laughs> all right. So he's had look. the
3: time, but has he actually done it? We've all had the time, but have we done that? <laughs> we don't know. We don't
1: know. But
0: there's there's so many. Techniques, guys. I mean, force perspective. You can like, how, For- force perspective. <laughs> yeah, pun intended. So, yeah, I mean, Josh Brolin. I mean, he was Thanos. I mean, Josh Bro- Brolin's not six foot even. So yeah, but, I mean, so, so, you can enlarge him in post. I mean, it it's gets, not. It gets back <laughs> in to the CGI. Thing, you know, if it's literally just that
1: he is this scrawny guy, but then like in post production he's just jacked and you're just like whoa and then and then you're seeing behind the scenes and like he's just really scrawny
2: Ray's (laughs) totally right though like if it's literally just Hayden Christensen in a Darth Vader costume you're gonna hear James Earl Jones voice so like why would it be significant at all for it to be Hayden Christensen decides oh that's kind of cool so like it only makes sense in my opinion that it is like you know flashback kind of stuff
1: well I mean
0: it's the episode three special features Hayden Christensen talks about that fact yeah I was about to play Anakin and then he doesn't get to play Darth Vader I mean he is playing essentially yeah Darth Vader. sure sure he wants yeah. to be in the suit if there's any opportunity sure. to be in the suit and they put him in the suit and it didn't look bad, so no like yeah I said, they get just For sure. do force perspective and once you put in a suit like that, I mean you get bigger anyways so i mean right there's so many ways they can just have Hayden in the suit and yeah sure 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 sure. i mean Uh, i mean they do have spencer wilding who played vader in rogue one at the end i mean they could always bring him in kind of like a mandalorian between uh pedro pascal latif crowder yeah uh, brendan wayne i mean they could be that situation too uh
1: i was i i i i I was thinking about uh, what ray was saying there's no way that they won't do flashbacks I'm, i'm 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 thinking that that we'll probably see a younger version of of Ahsoka as well. And that would be a good time oh, to, really cool. um, to maybe have Ashley Eckstein and do the voice there. I think that would be a, a perfect time to do it because of she can still do that y- younger version of her voice. And then you can have a younger um, person come in and play the role. I think that would be ideal but um, because of not having Ashley Eckstein's voice for Ahsoka and I mean in that and her first live action appearance it really bothered me um, and the reason why is because of her voice is so iconic to that character and I think they should have done what they did with, with Darth Maul and Solo where they had Sam Witwer come in and do the voice of of uh, of Darth Maul from the Clone Wars, and then the key Ray Park who played him in *Phantom Menace*. I I think that was perfect, and I think they should have done something in the lines of that. Um, sure, sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, if they're getting an Ahsoka series, it'd be a little bit wild to do a uh, like voiceover for. Every oh line. Well, so, well, well,
1: well, well, I uh, mean, I, uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If
2: it, if the younger Ahsoka, then for sure, yeah. yeah, bringing back her voice would be really cool.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, that'd be really awesome. And I think there are rumors out there that i don't know if it was artwork scene or what exactly because i don't think hayden's been on set or anything but i think we're gonna get to see him in clone war armor
1: that would be cool i think the closest that we've gotten to that is star is star wars battlefront 2 um because of they put the um they put the actors faces and, and stuff in the game but then they used the voices from the clone wars and they and they used it for that so i thought that was interesting um for seeing hayden's voice but then it's matt lanter's i mean of have seen uh um hayden's like face and then using matt lanter's voice i i thought that was interesting but i uh, i think that that um that they could do something in line lines of that seeing Hayden in the Clone Wars armor and like having a full out flashback, like Clone Wars scene of where they're playing like the theme from the Clone Wars and the battle. And, uh, and then you see Captain Rex live action. All that stuff is every Clone Wars fans dream. And I think they should totally do that.
0: Yeah, I yeah, totally cool. agree. Yeah. One thing that I think a lot of people are talking about, and it might be like a wishful thinking here. Um, there was a picture that was behind Kathleen Kennedy when she made the statement of the fact that we have a vast and expansive timeline spanning 25,000 years, they put up a picture of specific characters and we've all had the debates and theories about Mace Windy returning Sam Jackson's picture. He has the biggest picture on there. I don't know if you saw that. It's like a collage of characters and right behind Kathleen Kennedy's Boba Fett mall is above Ray and you have, Obi-Wan to the far left, Moff Gideon to the far right, Cassian's in there, the ship from Solo, the, the Falcon with the uh, escape pod, yeah. uh, R2's in there, and Babu Frick is in there, and then Ahsoka Tano's at the bottom. I just thought that was kind of interesting that Mace Windu is prominent in that picture.
1: <laughs> so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's on there too. But- uh Something else that I find interesting as well is that they didn't announce any sequel projects uh, um, that has to do with Ray Poe or, or anything with the sequels. They are sticking strictly with stuff from the from the original timeline, uh, from from the end of The Clone Wars to the end of Episode 6 or just after it. It seems like it's that timeline that they're sticking to. And I think that was interesting. Well, I don't think
0: think that's a hundred percent accurate because they announced oh, yeah? Rogue Squadron, and I think everyone 's belief is that that's happening after the events of the rise of Skywalker oh really new series yeah it's all new characters, all new i guess timeline i mean it's going to go further into the future that 's what everyone 's belief is i don 't think they made oh, that okay. announcement, but yeah
1: i i I, I was going to say i mean so so I played a lot of Rogue Squadron, and I think David also did and when they announced i freaked out (laughs) i i I freaked out because of that game is amazing um and i felt like that game was was ahead of its time for not only the controls and everything but for the storytelling i thought everything fit perfectly in that game and And there's uh, there's
0: also a huge series of expanded universe books on rogue squadron that a lot of fans like deeply love as well Mm-hmm. so that announcement of patty jenkins directing a rogue squadron film that's gonna land in 2023 if theater still exists is <laughs> exciting so yeah mm-hmm. i'm i'm off. and she released a video too and she talked about being a daughter of a fighter pilot yeah, yeah. that was a that was cool story I didn't yeah I, I had no idea mm-hmm. i knew about patty jenkins i knew about her um, her exit from Thor two. I knew that she directed Monster and I, of course Wonder Woman, but uh, yeah, I didn't know her backstory at all. And um, she has a lot of experience with with uh, aerospace and and yeah. that.
2: I but don't that know. Happened. I don't. I don't know if it means anything. But in that video where she's like doing her thing and she's on like the, the tarmac of like you know mm-hmm. on the airport, she when she walks away she like has the red the orange jumpsuit on right. Um, but she actually throws on like our classic rebel helmet. So, yeah, like, you know, yeah. obviously if it's post rise of Skywalker, then.
1: Well, I, um, there, there was the new game that just came out called squadrons. I could see, I could see it taking place during that timeline, or I could take, or I could see them taking it to, um, around the events of the original trilogy or, or maybe during the events of, of, of the original trilogy, something along the lines of that. I mean, because of they could do um, because of if I remember correctly, during the, origi- um, during the games and books and stuff, um, it has Luke, it's got um, it's got the character Wedge and, and, and all those people. so if, if she sticks to that kind of timeline area, then it would be in the original trilogy, or I could see them doing directly. I, I don't know if they would do the sequel like after the sequel trilogy.
0: Yeah, I would all be all for between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Get Luke yeah, Skywalker man. back in there. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Hopefully they do embrace that. And I just don't like the stance that Lucasfilm has of not doing deepfake technology. And I mean, the technology is there. I mean, kids do in their basement, you know? And those right. videos on YouTube look pretty good. It's like, we got ILM. I mean, ILM could probably do a little bit better. And I think we all assume that when they announced Andor that Tarkin's coming back in some capacity. So they're going to be using it there. But of course we all know Peter Cushing's deceased. And I think they got the permission from his estate to use his, his likeness, but yeah. yeah. Andor and that kind of the, the behind the scenes kind of blew me away.
1: Yeah. And they also announced that, that, that show is going to be 12 episodes as well. I thought, I, I mean, that kind of breaks the tradition of the Mandalorian, where they've been doing eight. But I think um, I think that they said that Andor would be like Kenobi, where they would only do one season. I didn't hear that for
0: Andor uh, nope. it being a limited series. So yeah. hopefully, I mean, if it's like super popular and we love it just as much as the Mandalorian, I don't see mm-hmm. how that's possible for them to like like strike lightning. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a, yeah, it'd be so lucky to have two series that like beloved. But um, yeah, I'm super excited. That behind the scenes, it, it got me hyped. I mean, mm-hmm. everything that they're doing, it, it looks like a film. It looks like they're making a film. And for me, it feels like all these series are just long form films that we get streamed right, yeah. to our house. Which you can do so much more kind of story, deep dives, character mm-hmm. deep dives, and get a lot more from from the storytelling.
2: Yeah, you can tell things so much slower. Like, I mean, Breaking yeah. Bad is the perfect example of that. I mean, like there's just they just have things draw out, and you obviously can't do that in a movie. So we haven't really seen them actually do that. In Mandalorian, except for like a lot of times, not a whole lot happens per episode. But uh, yeah, I really love the format of using a TV show, especially just like an extended series, just one season. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited
1: when i was younger i would watch episode one two three four five and six and i thought that marathon was like kind of long it was like all right awesome but now going forward where we are now think of all the star wars projects <laughs> and movies oh my goodness that there are and if like you want to sit down and watch all of them it's gonna take around a month because there's so much content it's crazy it's it's insane
2: yeah you so can't yeah, even we're even at a point now where you can't just sit through from the beginning no. and watch clone wars and everything nope. and and rebels and everything yeah yeah
0: yeah an interesting thing that i kind of noticed was when Kathleen Kennedy announced andor she announced Diego Luna um Fiona Shaw a couple other actors and mm-hmm. Genevieve O'Reilly reprising mon mothma but she didn't say Alan Tudyk which Oh yeah, it's kind of confusing why she just didn't announce. I mean, is he still in negotiations? Maybe Um, on the project. I don't know. But see, that happened several times because when they announced Lando, which I'm super excited for, and we talked about that probably happening. So it's now official. um, They They didn't. didn't She didn't say Donald Glover at all. And I mean, who else could you
1: think of playing Lando? No, I really hope that they stick with the same actors that played the characters. I, I mean, I feel like doing that animation is different, but doing that live action, um, a, a, a fine example is in the franchise for Iron Man. Uh, in, the, in the first movie, they, um, they had the, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, Um, but there was like a issue where he wanted more money or something. And then in the next movie, the actor that replaced him was Don Cheadle. And a lot of fans were kind of upset that, that they did that because you're like changing the actor and, and Terrence Howard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So doing that with, with a very, very iconic character like Lando, that's, that's a big deal. I don't know if they would, I think they'll try and work something out if something happened behind the scenes, but I have no idea. I'm kind of interested of why they didn't. Yeah, I did not announce them coming in.
0: And you would or, think maybe Billy D. Williams would be involved as well because they had that whole kind of setup at the end of Rise of Skywalker, and him yeah. talking to Janna at the end. You would think he he would maybe be like the narrator of the series, and then
1: he'd have Donald Glover be the actor. Um, I'm surprised that the show wasn't called the Kel Cal- Prisian Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish feel like was, I that wish, was a missed opportunity <laughs> yeah, I
0: wish the the Star Wars stories were still called anthologies, but yeah, apparently I think that's too hard for the general public to figure out
1: i don't know, but yeah yeah uh and one of the other shows um uh i i'm gonna start around it guys uh it uh it it starts with the letter a Acolytes. Acolyte. there we go, I said it yeah. Uh, the end of the high republic
0: yeah i'm kind of interested in well because it looks like it's going to be from a sith point of view and it's probably going to make me want to like find out more information and read those books a whole lot more for the high republic so i'm (laughs) i'm kind of more excited for those high republic novels and everything they release coming at the beginning of 2021 and they also talked about a droid story.
2: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: Yeah, that was interesting as well. Guided by R2 and 3PO. And it's going to introduce a new droid. And it's going to be Lucasfilm Animation teaming up with ILM. So that's kind of interesting. I wonder what they're going to do there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was. 24
2: uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They did not say what the actual timeline of that is, right?
2: Uh
0: no, but I you would figure it would be prequel original trilogy stuff. Okay.
1: Interesting. But I mean you okay. never really know. Right. Huh. Uh so let's see, there's the Bad Batch, there is Acolytes, uh Rogue Squadron, there's Ahsoka, and the and the Rangers of the New Republic. What do you think is going to happen in Rangers of the New Republic? So once that
0: popped, I think that shocked everyone. Nobody yeah. knew about that title. No one was aware of it. But there's been rumors a lot for a while now about a Bo-Katan Cara Dune series. Which, I don't know, as time goes by, I think that's really not realistic. I was thinking maybe a Bo-Katan and Ahsoka series. But of course, you have Ahsoka with her own series. So then you think, okay, well, maybe it's like Trapper Wolf, Carson Teva type adventures with Dave Ploney and, yeah. and that actor from Kim's Convenience. I don't know. Maybe they're going to bring him back. So maybe he's holding that secret. But uh, the first thing I thought of when they announced that the Rangers of the New Republic, I thought Walker, Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, okay, well maybe then my brain went to the Lord of the Rings with Aragon and oh, yeah. the North yeah. as well. So, yeah, I have no idea what this is going to be. But it's gonna, we know it's going to be tied to the Mandalorian. So we could have the crew from that one chapter, Mayfield's crew. I mean, we could see them. We could maybe see Sheon. Maybe we can see some of those, like, stories that they talked about, uh, the ventures they had.
1: So Okay. So I'm thinking in the last chapter of this season of the Mandalorian that we'll probably see hints of these shows. I think. Um, uh, I think we I think, already have. We just
2: don't know it, right?
1: I, I, I mean, I think making Cara Dune a marshal was was probably a big hint. And I remember the uh, the one character where he's talking to her, and he's like, um, "There is something large happening out here," but people at the Republic don't believe it. I think that was a hint at at at, at, at the Rangers show. Um, I think that show has possibilities. I think that's a good idea because we could see uh, of the things happening with the rise of the New Republic that leads to the resistance because of, as far as we know, we know that they, they jumped from being the alliance, the Rebel Alliance to the, new, to the New Republic and then they fell and then they became the resistance. Um, well, I mean, or I think that they I, th- I think they broke off From the New Republic and Yeah, that's kind of yeah, in yeah, a yeah. way, yeah Because yeah. it
0: seems like Remnants of the Empire became the New Republic As well, because they were all right. kind of in control They just right. kind of changed their ways And changed, there's a leadership change When
1: Palpatine was
0: Killed the first time <laughs> Right,
1: yeah yep. Uh. Man, yeah, I know So, so many Star Wars projects I I was surprised. I, I I was surprised that they didn't announce anything with Bubble Fett. Something that I could see happening is that he is that he dies. Um uh he dies during the last episode, and then that and then the series ends up being a a a prequel series about him. Uh kind of like a, a character um is is established during a film or something and then he dies during it but people liked him so much so then they end up um doing a prequel type thing so then they can give him more story and a background so you care more about the character i could see them doing something like that it almost
0: feels like to me that boba fett now is almost like baby yoda number two i mean he's too important too valuable to kill off in okay. a way but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. If they kill him off, go do a prequel series, he'd still be relevant. But yeah. I just don't want Boba Fett to go. I don't think Favreau wants him to go. And I don't think Filoni wants to kill off any type of huge characters like that. In right?
2: some way, like killing him off the right way in quotations would kind of be interesting for his character because obviously like he wasn't killed off the right way the first time, right? um yeah. so no I, I wouldn't be surprised off. yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they, i don't think obviously this season or any season close to this but maybe in two or three seasons down the line or something or in another show if they kill off if they show the full arc of that character so.
1: well uh so before the deal with 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 disney and lucasfilm uh dave um dave filoni had uh i think a couple of seasons left of the clone wars uh and the last season that just came out that really was like the, um, was the closure of it. Uh, that that was like the closure of it because if they wanted to focus on Ahsoka and they wanted to focus on Rex and they wanted to kind of do their arc, but there were a bunch of episodes that, um, which I really hope that that we get to see in some form soon is the origin story of really how, uh, how Fett like got his armor and like the way that he is. And, uh, and the mark that, that he got in his helmet, because if he got that, I've, I've talked about it on this podcast, but he got that mark in his helmet from Cad Bane. And I think that we need to see that at right, some yeah. point.
2: His armor is just Django's armor though, right? It's just repainted.
1: I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, that helmet is not, is not Django's because of, because of he used, he used Django's fat. Um, he used Django's helmet as a bomb during the second season, um, uh, because he tried to kill, unless he tried it, was to kill Mace guard, Windu.
2: it didn't blow up.
1: <laughs> I don't, well, <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, I think Mace Windu was holding on to, uh, after the explosion, I think Mace Windu was holding on to Django's helmet and it was like blown in half or something like that. So, but I mean, I think that, that, that we need to see more of origin story for, for, for bubble fat because david you're right that that character is is like baby yoda like he's important Bad batch. Right now Bad batch. Yeah. yeah i know no. I, I, I that's something i was thinking too i think that would be a perfect opportunity to do that arc and just kind of move it from what was happening in clone wars to near the end like during the end of it i think that would be perfect because i think we need to see that and Cad Bane coming back would be huge because Cad Bane is a faint is a fan favorite.
2: How, how old is Boba Fett at like the end of the Clone Wars? Do you have an idea? Is he like
1: uh, 14?
2: Cause I mean, once he gets to like 16, 17, he could probably like be basically Boba Fett, you know, hmm. I'm just curious. How many years do we have to kind of push there? I can, it, it He up. was
0: kind of like 10, 11, 12 range in Clone Wars, I believe. Right. I believe so. Yeah. So, they did talk again about Taika Waititi and his theatrical release. And yeah,
1: I didn't like that logo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, know it's
0: how. It's going to be wild and quirky, I probably. I, so I,
1: I, I know. And I, I don't think you can really do that with Star Wars. Like, I, like, I mean, I, I loved Thor. I loved Thor 3. I loved Thor Ragnarok. It's great. Mm-hmm. But doing that with Star Wars and making it into, I, I believe he's doing a trilogy, right? Or no? uh i f-
0: it's so hard to figure out because okay they announced a trilogy trilogy with like Off and weiss and it became one film and it came- became they're just producing and then it became they're off of it completely so i know we're getting okay. one film from him and i think they're just gonna kind of see if it's successful then they'll probably okay. give them two more to complete his story possibly okay but all I right that's gonna be one contained film and okay. they just want to work with him because he's just super talented. And I mean, uh, we just don't know what we're going to get. And- Boba,
2: Boba Fett was 13 at the end of the Clone Wars. Okay. In case All you're right. wondering, he was 10 at the beginning.
1: Okay. I, 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 I mean, I'm excited, but at the same time, I don't know how I feel because of um, as much as I love the comedy aspect, um, I love, I love the comedy uh, aspect in Star Wars. I don't know how I feel about it being a comedy-based movie, and I think that's what his film would be. And so I don't know a, a if you can really do, yeah, fandom, yeah Don't make
2: like, it. Don't make it goofy. Don't make Star Wars goofy. No, because
0: kind of like the I, next Last Jedi film.
2: <laughs> y- <yeah>. No, no, <laughs> you mama
1: jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I, I mean, if it's, I, I mean, because right now I am picturing him making Thor 3 into a Star Wars movie like something in the lines of that I I just don't know if that's Star Wars I mean you have a pretty good outline on what Star Wars is I mean and and if you make Star Wars your own thing and and not stick to that outline you're going off of what has been made for the past 40 years as this amazing franchise I, and i think him doing that is 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 gonna draw some people away i'm i'm i'm, I'm hoping i'm wrong but I, I i just hope he doesn't do something like that uh-huh. because star wars is not a comedy based thing
2: i mean what do you think about like changing up the formula a little bit if it had nothing to do with the star wars story we currently know if it happened some other place in the galaxy you know similar characters and stuff But then they could probably change the formula of Star Wars a little bit, get away with it. See, I'm
0: totally fine with that. Um, I think one of the biggest kind of outcries was the fact that you did that during a saga film in The Last Jedi. You made it so different. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the issue that it was an episode and those are like sacred, you know? I mean, you you shouldn't go off the path that much. But so which brings me to the fact that i talked about they didn't announce Ryan Tudick or Alan Tudick uh, Donald Glover and they didn't talk about the Ryan Johnson trilogy no at all so i
1: actually forgot about that i didn't know if that was still happening
0: so it feels like Ryan Johnson is just out of the picture totally yeah
1: i yeah. may be okay with that <laughs> <laughs> well i will i mean it's it, it's crazy because of when when the last Jedi was announced and stuff and they were doing Ryan Johnson and I remember they were doing press for it, Kathleen Kennedy was so um she was so set on Ryan Johnson and mm-hmm. and she was so set in that movie and she thought that thing was gonna be a hit. But after the film came out and everything, everything changed and she's like, I have to do stuff differently. I failed on this one and then and then Ryan Johnson just slowly started to to you know kind of leave Star Wars because I remember on Jimmy Kimmel they they ended up doing this interview where where he talks to Ryan Johnson about doing the films and and then and then and then the bit was that he was that Kimmel was pitching Ryan Johnson all these like kind of crazy ideas and and at the time I was like oh okay but at but at the same time I I didn't see the movie yet and then I saw the movie and I was like I don't want Ryan Johnson doing a whole trilogy. I do not want that. The, 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 that is something I do not want. And I think that's a lot of stuff. A lot of things that star Wars fans don't Don't want. I know that James and Joseph loved the last Jedi. I will never understand why. Um, <laughs> that's that's and, uh, wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and I, and it's, it, it's, it's, it, it's, I feel like that film is a required taste. I have to skip through the Canto bite scene every single time. Be, oh, it makes I mean, me so
2: sad because candlebite's like cool, and then I know uh, nothing I know. happens, and it doesn't develop the plot at all. It's no, just, uh, no, waste <laughs> like, of time. I mean,
1: so waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that is something that uh, that we learned um, very early on of of the process of them doing these new films is that you need to s- stick to the outline that Star Wars is. You cannot go off its course now with this new movie that he's doing, if it has nothing to do with the original trilogy or these characters that we love so deeply then I say, okay, it just depends on what the story Mm -hmm. is. It Mm -hmm. really depends on what the actual story is. I agree. Um, But I just don't want to see um, a young Luke Skywalker and Han Solo doing something that they would never do. I, I don't want that so for sure yeah for it just sure. seems like yeah. ryan johnson's
0: name simply has way too much baggage to to yeah. have him do something new even though him creating a brand new trilogy of, from scratch brand new characters different worlds and have him do his own thing on the side i think that could be possibly really great he's a great filmmaker it's just yeah,
2: clearly he's established like yeah, yeah.
1: just yeah. just stick away from from the original <laughs> stuff don't do anything like last Jedi. But what about like a Jar Jar, a Jar Jar trilogy? You touch that? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I, I, mean, I mean that, that, that kind out, of stuff out. is fine. Out. What? No. Raise <laughs> out. <laughs> no. no. I, I, I just don't want to see another Last Jedi. Be. I mean, I mean because of people really don't understand like what that film did. Um, uh, that made Solo. Not do well at the box office because of people didn't want yeah. to go see it, and that solo really sucks. Because great. Solo, I actually liked Solo. Okay. I really okay. loved Solo. Okay. Um, uh, I like
2: elements of it for sure, but yeah, I, I don't like know. I, I, I do have my critiques. Certainly, that.
1: that well, way. I mean, I I, I agree. I, I I don't think we needed a solo film, but I think it was great. Uh, um, uh, because of we of we got to see um uh his uh his journey on on why he is the way he is in a new hope and i think that's cool but at the same time i don't think we needed it but literally Um, everything we know about han solo like happens
2: to him in like a couple year time frame like yeah literally he gets his name he (laughs) meets chewbacca he gets his blaster he gets the millennium falcon right That all that happened like those are some seriously formative years of his life like I, i i don't know I don't know that that's they, one the, film. Yeah. we don't need to go into that right now, but I, I have, I have issues yeah. with Solo, yeah. but certainly there's, there's yeah. definitely some cool things too. So yeah. there, you go. there you go. I said, so, I,
1: I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this the last time and then we can move on, but <laughs> don't give us another last Jedi. Oh <laughs> my God! Please do not give us another last <laughs> Jedi. All right. That, that's all I got to say on that. Well, speaking um, of Solo, so. they didn't announce a Crimson Dawn series. I know. I was surprised that but they didn't announce Orlando. Um, I thought that was I mean, again, half of these projects I was surprised. Cause I just didn't think that that most of these projects would like happen. Like, I mean, I know we knew about Kenobi, I I know we knew about Andor, but um and we pretty much knew about Ahsoka. I mean, that really was guaranteed um because we know that her live ex appearance just blew everyone away now now i'm thinking uh if if ahsoka's appearance did not go as well as it did do you think they would have canceled the show oh,
3: no. man it's so
0: tough to say uh, yeah i mean i guess so.
3: probably in like development right now yeah. I mean, when is that coming out
1: 2022.
2: Uh, that's what I wanted to say.
3: You know that yeah. is probably only in development, and they haven't started pre-production, okay. so they would it wouldn't have been that big to like cancel it if Ahsoka's yeah. parents didn't sure. do well.
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah, I totally It'd agree. Only with be,
3: it would only be a big issue if they had gotten really far into pre-production or started production.
2: Oh, right. so- Ahsoka's awful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Hope I never see her on screen again. And yeah, if, if we go Guess back, to what is the show? <laughs> yeah,
0: if we go back to 2015. There's precedents for it because there's a Boba Fett film that's supposed to happen, and that mm-hmm. got shelved and then regreenlit. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Again. I forgot about. Yeah. I forgot
2: about that. Yeah, like they so canceled now, everything. Star Wars. Yeah, so After hopefully now it's gonna be a series.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, something else that I don't think we've talked about yet is is they are st- they are sticking to the a premium access thing where they'll have the movie come out in theaters. um, uh, But you'll have the option of when that's happening, you can watch on Disney plus, but you have to pay the extra um,
0: price for it. But I don't think they announced it for any of the star Wars movies though.
1: Well, I thought, I thought that was just implied for all uh, all disney films so that includes marvel and that includes star wars i thought i thought and that was implied you seem like the expert in
2: oh do i <laughs> yeah. um i I, mean, I have i have opinions i think they will if they do something like they have uh you know like they release it in theaters and on disney plus i think they're gonna release in theaters first at least like a week early i can't imagine they don't take that money straight from uh the box office of the movie theaters
1: yeah
3: it probably depends on the state of the world at that point because if we're still right. close it would go simultaneously Goodness, i hope not <laughs> if yeah if like everything's open again then i don't see them releasing it at the same time because you're gonna get more revenue from a
1: box
2: office than yeah see to me like the perfect spot where the disney plus thing like where the streaming services really come in is like traditionally like you know five years ago maybe you had like the theatrical release and then you had like a gap period and then you had a release on home dvd right and so i think like that gap period is like the perfect time for something to release on disney plus or another streaming service before it's out and maybe it'd be like an up charge or something to see it then but it'd be cheaper than seeing it in the theaters and i think that's probably where the streaming services like right. make their money and that's where they fit into the equation i cannot imagine we get rid of like cinema in any way like that's way no. too much oh part no of society no. and like that just wouldn't, wouldn't work
1: no i mean i mean because again having these films like star wars and marvel not seeing them in a a theater with the audience i feel like that takes half of the experience away oh no there's not there's absolutely nothing
2: better than going to a premiere of a new movie right like people dressed up in costumes like freaking out over everything oh
1: man it's i mean it's it's so cool i saw um let's see i saw the rise of skywalker at a private screening with with david and ray and i just remember for all the scenes i just i just remember people being like Wait, she's a Palpatine. What? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I just, I, 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 just love that type of vibe in in a theater of of having that thought of being like, I'm not alone in this experience. <laughs> this is amazing. And if you take that away, then it's just like I'm at home you know, on the couch watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. I can do that any time, but going out to the theater with other people and experiencing that—that's. That's half of the experience. And that's
2: that's what, and from like a marketing standpoint, that's what builds hype for a movie, right? Right. If you can have that, right? If you lose that out of like a new Star Wars movie, because that changes like a subpar Star Wars movie to like freaking amazing Star Wars movie, right? Like at least in the box office sense, right? Like regardless, like if you were there at The Last Jedi seeing it in theaters on opening night, like there were still like, oh man, moments, right? So it makes it better than if it was just a subpar Star Wars movie.
0: Yeah, and Warner yeah. Brothers currently is going through a huge nightmare with the creators, directors, actors that they're just like, we didn't sign up for this. And they weren't notified, apparently, that Ooh. Warner Brothers was going to put everything that was on their theatrical slate on HBO
1: Max. So did they, they just watch the announcement crazy. trailer and they were like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Christopher no. Nolan, yeah, did you see Christopher
0: Nolan's quote? I think no. he said something along the lines of every all the creators, directors, actors went to bed knowing that they worked for the best film studio, but when they woke up in the morning, they woke up for Ooh. the worst streaming service.
1: <laughs> that is a way to get fired. Dang. Okay, shoot. Funny, yeah, no, I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it, 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 it really just depends on, 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 on the state of the world and, and, and a year or so. It really just depends on that. I'm, I mean, I am getting married in 10 months and I'm hoping that things are, yeah, I'm hoping (laughs) that things are going to be decent by then because if not, then we're going to have to change plans and I really don't want to do that. So I am counting on the vaccines and everything. And I also do, um, I would like to say thank you to, thank you to all the people on the front lines. We appreciate you so much and working so hard to get the world back to normal because we really want to go back to normal. I would love to go to Disney and not wear a mask. I cannot tell you how much I hate wearing a mask at Disney, but at the same time, if it helps, then I'm going to do it. So please everyone play your parts so we can get back to the experiences that we love like going to a theater and we just, and we just
2: want to see movies you know
1: yeah to...
3: <laughs> i mean i work at a theater like act like theatrical stage production
1: yeah, yeah right i can't even imagine. i've been out of work yeah. for so long <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i'm trying to find work right now in the entertainment industry same thing
1: mm-hmm.
3: same
2: thing nobody's hiring
1: it's a tough world it is tough, tough world what we are happy that you guys come to our podcast, so so you so you can escape from that cruel <laughs> tough world. Uh, is yeah, there any projects? Yeah. yeah,
0: one project that we didn't talk about was visions.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so so that is a bunch of short films. Uh, are they strictly Japanese, or are they going to be like just different types? Because I thought it was just Japanese. I may be wrong.
3: I believe it's it's all anime
1: yes yeah okay all right yeah
0: all anime uh 10 Mm -hmm. episodes 10 short films and one of my favorite things uh that's really a lot like this it feels like was the animatrix it was the uh, collection of short films that uh were animation some was uh computer graphics some was hand-drawn and i really love those stories and i think there's a really great opportunity to like almost kind of like a certain point of view if you read those books or listen to the model on audible you'll kind of get what i'm talking about but just having those little short contained stories they're really cool they're really neat and be cool if they adapt some of those stories and um that's what i'm kind of looking forward to i think that's the only thing we kind of missed from the announcements
1: uh yeah well it's really quick well yeah i was gonna well i mean so bad batch, Andor. yeah i am i'm very excited for the a bad batch because of that trailer number one it's in the clone wars animation style and it takes place mm-hmm. directly after clone wars so i'm hoping that that we get to see some some characters that survived order 66 I think a possibility abilities seeing Ahsoka. Um, I think seeing I I mean it's all clones. Uh and it looks like some of it takes place on Camino and and we also see and we also see Tarkin come back as well. I'm thinking we'll probably see Vader. I think there's a lot of stuff that's if gonna you want like a and... super
2: like shot in the dark you could even see like a young moff gideon or something if they really
1: want the
2: you know what i mean like yeah that's a total shot in the dark don't <laughs> nothing waiting. well i it'd be I, cool I mean to see, it'd be cool to see moff gideon before he was moff gideon
1: we are gonna see uh fennec shand um from the mandalorian in that show so if we're seeing her then we'll probably see him uh, it depends. Yeah.
2: It depends. We don't know enough about Moff Gideon to like have an educated guess where he might be. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. Is that all the the Star Wars news we have for the week?
1: Uh, well, we still got to about them, the Mandalorian. Too. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, that that
2: did happen as well. It <laughs> was also a thing that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, no. Uh, the uh the future of Star Wars is bright, and it again they announced over a hundred projects for Disney. So I'm excited to see all of those. And something that that bothers me is they should have had all of this stuff ready when the pandemic happened. <laughs> so 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 then we had time to you know when it first happened, sit and watch it on TV or something. But now that the you pandemic say that, hopefully is done, seriously, Disney like
2: planned Disney Plus perfectly for the pandemic. Because if they didn't oh, have yeah. Disney Plus, they would have been screwed financially, yeah. right? They made so much money on Disney Plus these last yeah.
1: six
0: months. So, yeah, uh, like eighty-two million subscribers currently, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, they're no, projecting
1: it's... over a hundred million. Yeah, by, by the end they... of next year. Uh, if I mean for the listeners that are um that have stocks and stuff, I would probably invest in Disney. Right now is like a good time to do it. I mean Yeah, their stock actually I hit did, the highest
0: that it's ever been after the announcement. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause because of I told my older sibling to do it and and then the next day he's like, dude, thank you. I just made a bunch of money and I was like, You're welcome. So it's uh it's a good time to be a fan of Star Wars, it's a good time to be a fan of Disney. So
2: Dollar a uh, dollar
1: seventy four uh share right now. This stuff yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, man. Uh I almost yeah.
2: I almost actually bought in when it was like one twenty five. <laughs> oh it's oh. alright. It's all right. It's all
1: right. Uh, yeah, so the new episode of The Mandalorian came out. Uh and the that Believer. was pretty good. Yeah. I uh I, I know that, that the rumor, I, I heard a rumor, which I'm kind of glad it didn't come true. But I guess the rumor was that the episode was going to be called The Hand. And then we would see the character, Amara Jade, pop up. But I, in the back of my mind, I was like, that's probably not going to happen. Because if she did, it would be in a larger way. And, 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 and right now, their main mission is to, you know, save the child. So, I don't think she, her story would kind of fit in, in, in into the plot going on right now, but i I love the episode. I thought that we got a lot of callbacks um, uh, and and a lot of Easter eggs uh, but let's do them in order. David, you lead it and then all right,
0: cool. yeah, uh so season two episode seven, chapter fifteen, The Believer, directed by and written by Rick Famiua, who. I'm a fan of, I think he's pretty talented and I'm so glad that Favreau kind of agrees with me, but yeah, it starts off in those chop yards. I think we all kind of initially thought that there it was going to be, the episode was going to be like a prison breakout episode, but Cara Dune just simply strolls in and grabs Mayfield. She's and, a cop now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you get to see one of those new Republic droids again. Mm. And yeah, it's a whole different situation. Mayfield's working on like a TIE fighter cockpit. I guess he's dismantling it. in yeah. a shop yard. So, yeah, and he's given, a, he's given a number, which I was wondering, does that have anything to I do with anything? It have, it's, it's I don't think it It's three I, feet I, four, four, four six still. six seven. Yeah. No. It probably does, I think. I, we just haven't figured it out yet. But, yeah. It's the, year the Max Rebo was born.
3: <laughs>
2: it's almost three four five six seven but there's two sixes
0: instead of the five yeah. That's order 66 <laughs> yeah so yeah Cara Dune strolls in takes them and the camera pulls back and of course we see the glorious slave one parked waiting yeah. and i mean i'm just super excited anytime i see anything slave one yeah I mean, it's just a shot of like euphoria <laughs> to me like i mean i've waited so long to see this in live action and to finally get it i mean it's just
1: uh i have no no
0: more words for it but every
1: time and I see uh it, yeah and then he walks down and he is that glorious new he he like gave his armor a paint job like a a well overdue oh, paint job. oh it's beautiful yeah.
2: oh my goodness yeah. it was the most i oh yeah that was, that was second yeah, I think, best part of the episode for me
0: yeah i think the reaction is actually kind of mixed i like it i like it. it's like a matte finish i think it's some awesome. people don't like it
2: it's the best boba fett's ever looked changed my mind
0: <laughs> yeah it probably probably is i think i agree with you there so it looks like he does have his e11 back which is mm-hmm. interesting and uh, he walks yeah. down the ramp and then yeah. mayfield sees him and he's like taking aback back because he thinks yeah oh my gosh it's mando and he's like i thought you were another guy and then Mando walks
1: down the ramp and he's like, you here to oh, kill crap. me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, Shan is there too. Something else is that you actually don't see him wear his... Uh, you don't see Fett wear his jetpack the entire episode.
0: Yeah, but you do see it next to, I believe, one of the chairs on the side yeah. and the rocket is gone. There's no rocket.
1: Yeah. So, Hmm. Yeah, see and I, I mean and and that also comes up with something that we've talked about is how does he replace the rocket every time? That how the, the heck bursts. does he have time yeah. to do that? But he was like, you know what, I'm I'm not gonna use it during this episode because it's too much work. That's it's a huge process.
0: <laughs> so yeah, they pick up Mayfield and the super cool thing, I don't think they did this in animation, but they show the interior of the slave one when it takes off and you see everything rotate swivel down, yeah on, a, you know. on like the gyroscope and it's it's awesome they're just like kind of casually talking and you see that effect happen and i'm guessing they did all that in the volume they had to have and mayfield kind of breaks down what they have to do what planet they have to go to a planet called Morak which I don't think is in any Star Wars canon so this is a brand new planet and he talks about how there's a secret Imperial installation a lot like the chapter that Carl Weathers directed
2: Mm
0: -hmm. a little bit of the same type of situation and I love how Mando I think Mando looks up and he addresses Boba Fett and just calls him Fett which I think was pretty Mm -hmm. cool and they set a course for Morak, and we get to see more of the Slave One. I just can't stop talking about the Slave One. <laughs> I'm just so like taken aback every time I see it. We see it enter the planet of Morak, and it looks a lot like what I thought Tython was going to look like—very lush, very jungly. Mm-hmm. And we see these transports on wheels, which we rarely see in Star Wars. And we they... see a tank trooper helmet, helmeted. Yeah.
1: Driver, we those um uh those tanks um kind of re- re- resemble the uh, the turbo tanks th- th- that we see in the Clone Wars. Those like and and actually we actually did see a turbo tank in the beginning of Rogue One because that's how they were transporting Jyn Erso on, until she gets saved by K two and a couple of the Lyside people. So. I thought I thought that was pretty cool because I've, I also heard that the, that the original design for the AT-AT was supposed to be the turbo tank, but then George Lucas wanted to go with something that actually walks, and then during Revenge of the Sith, then they moved over to the, um, the tank. So I think maybe that is a reference to that, but I don't know.
2: Do we have uh, the official name of that trooper that they put on the costumes for? I was trying to find it. Like it, it's a tank trooper helmet, and it's mm-hmm. basically it's basically a tank trooper, but it's like mud. Yeah, so I, I heard it referred to as a mud tank trooper, but I don't know what the official name for that okay. trooper is. I've been googling it and I can't figure it out. So sorry. To so yeah, it's to it's
0: Mayfield, Cara Dune, Shan, Boba Fett, Din Djarin. They all have the discussion on how they're going to infiltrate mm-hmm. that base, and they kind of go around and say, "Well, can you do it?" Because they bring up the fact that you will be discovered just simply from being detected i guess was it facial detection or what was it exactly
1: that what um
0: uh, you get scanned somehow yeah but
1: it scanned your face but at at the same time it it, didn't make sense to me because of i thought i thought it it would only work if you were in the system like yeah unauthorized
2: personnel yeah
1: right so w- 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 when the whole scene went down and and and, and it wasn't mayfield that was like is the alarm going to go off but it didn't it was like interesting so, so I, I guess pretty much anyone can just walk history
2: in. but I, I wasn't my thought my thought is maybe they just take your picture in case something bad happens and they can figure out who it was that right. was my kind of thought but that was kind of weird huh. too it was weird that to me that dinjarin worked yeah
0: they said if you're wanted by the empire then it wouldn't work so fennec Chan says she's wanted and then cara dune of course she's a former shock trooper and then they turn to boba fett and he's like well let's just say they'll recognize my face
2: (laughs) that's great yeah
0: (laughs) which was yeah pretty hilarious so the whole kind of situation kind of arises okay so they're talking about face stuff so you kind of think. Is Dinjarin gonna take off his helmet this episode? And I think there's actually several situations where it kind of arises, and I think we'll get to a couple of them here. So yeah, Dinjarin, Miggs, Mayfield, and Kara Dune uh, jump on the top of that transport. Cara Dune goes in there, takes out the two drivers, and Dinjarin changes. So he takes off his helmet. He changes into the tank trooper helmet and the new uniform. And so does Mayfield. And there's a lot of interesting conversation that Mayfield has with Din Djarin. And Din mm-hmm. almost says nothing. And Mayfield brings up the whole situation of, okay, so you're a Mandalorian. He doesn't know he's a part of Death Watch or a foundling. But he's like, well, so what is it? Can you not take off your helmet or can you not show your face? so
2: they're not the same thing yeah it's cool yeah
0: and it's not the same thing so if it's the simple fact that you cannot show your face that has like implications of being kind of nefarious in a way i think yeah i
1: i think that meeting that uh of him and and the night owls and and the third episode of this season i think that really made him question uh the the way that that he lives because he didn't know that all Mandalorians are not the same he, he he learned that for the first time and i think i think seeing fett um him taking off his helmet um a decent amount i think that made him be like oh okay if, right yeah it, yeah
0: so definitely the seat of doubt is there for yeah. what his religion and his creed is
1: so but but now when he sees the uh when when he sees the uh, the armorer from the first season will she be super disappointed or I mean like like I told you this is the way why on earth are you doing this I'm just kind of interested on how that's going to play out because if she kind of helped um him W- w- when he was younger on, uh, on the ways of the Mandalorian. But we found out later that that is not all the ways of the, of the Mandalorian people. Yeah. No. Yeah. So in that
0: transport that they're driving is a substance called riddonium, And I know we saw, we, we heard that referenced in rebels. It's a very explosive material that they're transporting. So they can't drive past a certain speed or else, Become unstable, kind of like in Solo when they were uh, transporting the coaxium. So or, or the similar. the
2: frog the frog people eggs too. Same thing, same yeah. principle. Yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're going through a path that's already been cleared, and there's some locals there, and they're just kind of in the way. Mayfield has to honk the horn so they get out of the street or the path that they made, the dirt road. And you see a close up of a local. And you see his expression on his face. And it's not the expression of, oh, help us, we need help. It's expression of, which we, I think we kind of find out later on with events that happened, that he, it was almost like a smirk. And, of course, Din Djarin is looking at him like, oh, man, that could be me, that could be a foundling. I mean, I see myself in his shoes. But Mayfield has a conversation with Din Djarin about the Imperials and the new Republic and making the comparison that they're kind of one and the same, almost that it just depends on where you're born. If you're born on Mandalore, you believe a certain thing. If you're born on Alderaan, which he says it like that, it, you believe something different. And he brings up the fact that those two places no longer exist, which is, Kind of true because Alderaan is just disintegrated and Mandaloric still exists as a planet as a whole, but the people are decimated. Right. But that's, I think that's the way to bring up like social and political commentary more so than kind of what we talked about with the whole Canto Bite thing, which this, I mean, this is like a passing phrase, a passing conversation, which can lead to more conversations, but. They get yeah. attacked They get attacked by, I guess, the locals on skiffs. And they see up ahead explosions, and it's explosions from other transports. And they first pass by a transport that actually looks kind of old. So I thought it was just kind of stuff from the past, but these things are blowing up in real time. And you see these massive explosions. And, of course, I think we all figure that then Jar's going to come to the rescue. And he's, wearing, he's not wearing his best Beskar.
2: No. So
0: he's way more vulnerable to these, mm-hmm. to these aliens. I, I'm not sure we've seen these aliens actually before in anything Star Wars. And they're riding on skiffs and they mount the transports with... Um, what's thermal, it called? Thermal detonators? The or... uh, they're um, thermal detonators. So they're planning thermal <laughs> detonators basically inside... They, they're opening up the doors on top of these transports and planting them straight on the Rhydonium, and those are the explosions we're seeing. But of course, Din Djarin has the blaster of that, of that co-pilot, or the co-driver, or the passenger, and it actually runs out of blaster fire. And I think that's something we've never seen in live action. Have we seen that in Clone Wars? No, no, no.
2: Well, I, I was actually gonna ask about that because I've had like mm-hmm. friends who like think, "Oh, Sam's a Star Wars fan. Maybe he knows the answer to this question." And there was a question about like, "Can blasters run out of ammo?" And I've always kind of said, "I don't think so. I think they just get overheated." Is that correct, or am I? Do I have? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so in uh, I, again, I, I keep doing the reference to to Star's Battlefront too. But uh, so in that game, w- w- when you're shooting something, you you. You just can't do it on repeat. It does over overheat, or, or you have to wait for it to cool down, so then he, you can start shooting it again. It, 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 I, I think what happened was it did overheat, but he didn't have the time to wait, yeah. so he was like, "Okay, that, screw that. it." So he threw the gun at them, and then he started fighting them. But like, what
2: I was wondering fist fist. is that cannon that blasters just overheat and then eventually they cool down and then they can yes. shoot again, yeah. or is that just a really good game mechanic for a shooter?
1: That should be cannon. I, okay. I believe. <laughs> I was gonna say, I believe. That is canon. I mean, in Legends, I know that. I mean, that 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 they did have like these kind of ammo packs, but in canon, I don't think they do. I think it's just a thing of energy. Yeah. Cool. I don't...
2: Cool. Cool. I'm 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 fine with that. that. That works for me. That's how blasters can work.
0: I'm about 99.99% sure you do run out of ammo.
2: Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. okay. Yeah, oh, because
0: well, the the canisters that you hold that you've seen around the boots of like X-wing pilots, yeah, that's their ammo. That's what they slide into their blasters. Huh. So if you think they have canisters, they got to run out, right?
2: Unless they just get overheated and then they have to switch it out. So yeah. Can shoot more and, and see, more. that I, blaster, I,
0: I he, he didn't shoot enough for it to get overheated. Yeah. And that's he another, only shot a few shots.
2: Thing. Unless my thought was if he was like a transport guy, he probably wouldn't have like the top of the line like yeah. blaster, right? So maybe it could be a really right. cheap one that overheats quickly.
1: It um, could have been defective. Yeah, well, or who knows? Something that also bothered me is why didn't they have a security detail? Why didn't they have TIE, tie fighters following them or guys on speeder bikes or something? They, they didn't have any security. They, they didn't have any stormtroopers on there. They didn't have anything. It was just those two guys driving the, the truck thing. I thought that was interesting. I thought they should have had more Unless they were people. the
2: security detail.
1: Yeah, technically, if you think carrying. about
2: it, though, that transport got, like, raided twice. Once by uh Dinjaran and Mayfield, and then once by the pirates. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just funny. So, like, yeah, clearly, it's not a very uh, secure transport. No. Nope. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Yeah, it could have been bad reconnaissance, too. Maybe they thought the locals weren't hostile, so and yeah, they weren't yeah. aware of this. It's just a really, a really
2: bad day, a really bad day to be <laughs>
0: So yeah, it, it goes into this whole like Mad Max free road sequence where he's he yeah. on top of the transport, he's fighting all these aliens, and of course he gets hit a couple times in the in the armor, and I think he was anticipating for it not to hurt as much, but of course <laughs> it's just the standard imperial issued basic kind of defect. Plastoid. Yeah, plastoid to yeah, the zero, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I.
1: Plastoid man i think every time that i see some type of form of a tk get his armor smashed i cringe. oh yeah it hurts a little bit yeah (laughs) i mean sam and i cringe every time because of sam has a shore trooper and then i've got a tk so every single time i see the armor cringe i'm just like that that could have been mine and i will just die inside because oh my goodness yeah i mean mine's um, 3d printed so yeah yeah.
2: just kills You think of how many hours
1: <laughs> there yeah i was gonna say there is so much hard work that is put in uh into armor kits so every single time that happens it's just like all the hard work is just shattered it's just like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy so i actually do
0: want to go on a tangent and talk about that because okay i was super terrified as well because <laughs> i have an, well a just seeing them
2: sit down like it's like oh you're sitting oh, down oh yeah your
1: armor, man <laughs> yeah yeah cuz i mean yeah because if you cannot sit down for like the, for like <laughs> your life to sit down in a tk you like have to be like this
3: right, oh, yeah. Watching.
1: right? Like, yeah oh man and uh and you can't squat down i've tried to i tried to squat down in my tk and i mean and you really have to spread your legs and you have to like because you cannot like, you just can't. So it's funny to see these stormtroopers and stuff kind of do things that you know. Yeah, so what I was going to say was
0: I have a TIE pilot from A New Hope, and I had a lot of issues with the tubing that comes from the helmet to the uh, the chest plate, the box. And I went to an armor party, and I stayed afterwards, and what, the guy that hosted it, he actually like just took like a like a grading tool and just like just ripped it apart and re soldered it and I mean I was just cringing the whole time. But I think Colin and I got our armor from the same place. The the plastic, the plastoid does seem like very flimsy and breakable, but it's very strong actually. And I was kind of amazed how much you had to work with it. ABS or PVC. Yes, or... it's it's ABS.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, we, I was going to say, David, we both got ours at RS Prop Masters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Going back to the episode,
0: um, we see uh, a pretty nice action sequence with uh, Din Djarin taking on those pirates. And um, at the very end of the sequence where he goes up against multiple pirates that are boarding the transport and trying to lay their their thermal detonators on the uh, Rhydonium, um, at the very end, he thinks he's outlasted him, but then at that last explosion, several skiffs show up, and Pedro Pascal, whoever was in the suit, you could really tell that like that was like his final stand. He gets up and puts his fists up. He has nothing left, and then you see TIE fighters fly in and kind of save the day for them
1: yeah they were playing some heroic music too like oh my gosh like they saved the day they like get back and the and the and the empire's acting like they just just are like the nicest people and they're like awesome great job man and i just remember i i I think someone gives someone like a high five and you're just like these guys are bad and uh and and then in the scene that um that david's about to explain you are that like image that you saw just shatters like everything that it's just like oh these guys are not good at all they're they're bad people
0: <laughs> and it kind of goes back to the whole discussion that mayfield had with dinjarin yeah. where he said that the republican the imperials are kind of one and the same and yeah. it's like we're cheering on the empire in this whole sequence kind of yeah and we're happy to see stormtroopers and The shore troopers roll up and help out our heroes Mm -hmm. so i thought that was really kind of interesting and we and we were like excited for the tie fighters to show up and kind of give them support yeah so yeah it was kind of a kind of an odd thing here that that we were given but yeah all the pirates are taken out and it's like well the pirates are the good guys right because they're trying to to, yeah yeah. they're trying to fight the empire (laughs) but it's like
1: we're happy that they're going down
0: i don't know it's
1: uh it's just one of those things the uh seeing the shore troopers again since rogue one was really cool it's
2: pretty neat i was was, Uh, yeah i was was gonna say i was was gonna say I say, (laughs) i
1: bet sam was pretty excited to see him um, uh
2: can we talk about short troopers for a little bit yeah uh, yeah because sure. well okay so i'm on the, the, the short <laughs> trooper fam facebook page as you know which uh well but a lot of people have been doing a lot of work like looking at those those screenshots and doing more research because we don't have a lot of reference photography for short troopers um but it turns out they were able to do some screen matching mr paul's the guy you should check out his short trooper build if you want to like do a short trooper. mr paul short trooper anyways um but he was seeing that uh he was screen matching uh, costumes from this episode to rogue one. And like, you can tell by the dings on the helmet and stuff that they reuse costumes from
1: rogue one. So they're the same,
2: like batch of short trooper things. And it's really interesting because you can tell like some of them are beat up, like they're missing parts, the back plate. Um, one of the guys who's like saluting when the transport comes in doesn't have like the two back boxes of his thing that is gone. He also has a piece of like what appears to be like brown duct tape that's holding his armor together just above (laughs) his belt. So it's, it's interesting. I I love it. It's just kind of like redneck. The fact that that kind of stuff gets into the, you know, the final thing. There's also a couple different like belt layouts and stuff and a couple different variants um, of short trooper, just like slight modifications, but it, you know, it gives troopers more options cosplay and be you know canon so i'm i'm really excited the short trooper community (laughs) community is very very excited i Um, mean
3: you can't complain about a lack of source material until you try to make a handmaiden
2: oh
1: yeah (laughs) yeah oh man yeah yeah no i um i thought seeing the short troopers were awesome i think i when they pull up in the station i thought we saw some some Mud troopers, but I don't think we did. No. No. Okay. It was all uh, as
2: far as I could tell, it was all stormtroopers and short
1: troopers. Okay. There's right.
2: One cat I was one captain and one squad leader and the rest are grunts as far as short troopers go in the episode.
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, when they roll into the base, they all get saluted. And like Colin said, there's there's one high five given and there's a fist pump, I think I saw as well. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Mayfield has no helmet on so everyone can see his face. He gets off and Din Djarin gets off the transport and everyone's just so happy. And we find out they're the only transport that actually made their shipment. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's kind of disturbing.
1: You can yeah. tell them that, I mean, I was, was going to say if 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 they actually win something, you know they're not part of the empire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. But you know what,
0: though, Colin? Uh, you say that you thought you saw Mud Troopers. I think yeah. the uniform that Mayfield and Din Djarin is wearing yeah. is the Short Trooper chestplate. Oh,
3: that oh, looks God. familiar. No, yeah. it's not the
2: Short Trooper chestplate. They have the same backplate, and, like, the arms are the same. But they're they're tank trooper, like, the helmet is a tank trooper from yeah. uh, from Rogue One. And those have, like, a lot of the, like, same armor elements as the yeah. Short Trooper do. Like, a lot of them are the same molds. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the chest plates are different from short troopers.
1: I'm talking about the mud trooper. Yeah, yeah. I think David meant to say mud trooper, but he accidentally said short trooper. Yeah. I think it's a mud trooper chest
0: plate and a short trooper back plate. Interesting. It's like kit bashed in a way.
1: Interesting. Because I heard it
2: referred to as a mud tank trooper. That's like okay. people of the community, I guess. Okay, the well there you go.
0: The, that's... So
2: that makes total sense. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at this and it's it's totally the mud trooper uh huh mud trooper chest plate with like um the tank trooper other parts yeah. of the armor.
0: Yeah. So where yeah, they roll there. into uh the mess hall, uh where Mayfield sees a uh general. Is it a general or I I know they say the name Valen Hess.
1: I believe he's a commanding officer. I don't think okay, he's a general commanding officer. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Mayfield says that he's actually served under him. Um, And then Din Jarn asks if he's going to be recognized. He says, I don't know. The mission's done. We can't do this. I'm out of here. And then, of course, Din is like, no, we got to do this. So, basically, they got to go to a terminal. And Mayfield explains it has to scan your face, though. So, here we go. The moment I think we've all been waiting for. Yeah. To see Din take off his helmet and... Kind of go against the Mandalorian ways of of Death Watch, mm-hmm. and this whole time the commanding officer is kind of like looking at him, so he kind of knows something is up. And Dinjarin, sure enough, approaches the terminal with the commanding officer kind of like still looking at him. But then Din goes to the terminal and he has his face scanned, but he's still wearing the helmet and of course it doesn't work so he takes off the helmet and we finally see uh, Pedro Pascal not like severely like wounded like we saw in season 1 and it's crazy to see him see Pedro weird. Pascal actually it's weird it doesn't feel yeah. <laughs> like it's in charan yeah yeah and yeah he puts in what looks to be a code cylinder in a slot and then he f- we see a schematic of Gideon's ship and it looks like there's a map And it shows exactly where he is on the map.
1: And I'm gets Yeah, I'm thinking he's in the unknown regions. Yeah, probably I think people have already
0: discovered where he is. Okay. So the commanding officer does approach him and he asks for his he asks what his uh what his business is there. And Dunjarin just kind of like
2: Detachment, says nothing, right, just, is what he originally asked for, and then
0: he asked for his TK number. Yes. He says transport crew. Then, of course, that's, that doesn't jive. And then, finally, the commanding officer asked for his TK number. And then it's like, okay, well, what's going to happen? The suspense kind of builds there. And Mayfield just walks in, becomes a hero, and gives him the TK number and says that he had a, an incident where the pressure on his ship uh, went um, near Tanab which is a reference to Lando's uh the maneuver he pulled off at the battle of Tanab in Return of the Jedi but he says Tanab differently but you can see it in the subtitles clearly and I'm pretty sure it's the same like battle that Lando referenced
1: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: and the actor that plays the commanding officer I recognized him as the guy that shot thomas and martha wayne in in the dark knight trilogy joe
1: Joe chill yeah Yeah. joe chill and Mm
0: -hmm. he actually played the The night Night King King in game of thrones so he was a night king zombie and he did a great job acting i mean he Mm -hmm. seemed like like super unnerving like sinister he seemed like a total like just evil dude yeah and of course, they try to leave, and then as they're not dismissed.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I was gonna say I thought you went further, but uh, um, when they're when they're sitting down and having drinks, they talk about Operation Cinder, and that was a big thing in Star Wars Battlefront Two and the campaign. Um, so that operation, uh, that what um that operation was made just in case if the Emperor, like, he died. And and the whole thing was, to him, it, if he couldn't have the galaxy, then nobody could have the galaxy. So he had this project made to where it would fully um, d- destroy worlds. And what they're talking about is how they they fully took out a planet that was full of people from the empire. Like, like that was a big homeworld of the empire. And and they wanted to set that planet as an example, and they killed pretty much everyone on that planet. And then during the campaign of Battlefront two, um, that, that, that whole thing happening, uh, is what, is what makes, the turning point for item Versio and, and the other character that is part of Inferno squad turn from the empire. Yeah. And I thought that mention was uh, awesome because number one, a lot of people haven't played the campaign and I suggest it because it's a very cool uh, story that is in star Wars. So if you guys haven't yet, I would, Totally check out the campaign and the actual actress who plays Eiden Versio. She's the main character of the game. She actually appeared in this season of The Mandalorian. Um, she is the engineer that is wearing the sweatshirt from J.C. penny uh, Well, I mean,
0: she, she the only thing she did was she operated the nostrils of that Mon Cal. That's all. She oh, did. really? She oh, didn't okay. wear. She didn't wear it. She, she oh, just she kind oh, of was like oh, a puppeteer. Okay.
1: Well, still, I still think in her involvement was cool. Yeah,
0: she was around, and like Dave Filoni was like, What are you doing here? Yeah. (laughs) He was even shocked. Yeah. But I mean, they could totally be like covering up something, but I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, So, yeah, they have the whole conversation, and then they bring up Burning Con and um, Operation Cinder, and you could see Mayfield is like having like a PTSD episode and he's just like getting furious because he brings up the fact that five to ten thousand people were killed natives yeah. of the planet imperials mm-hmm. his brothers in arms um people he knew friends and then as they talk about it and the commanding officer keeps on saying that it was necessary that um it was a small sacrifice for the greater good and another stop and And, yeah, it was just building and building and building. And it's like, yep, here it comes. Mayfield's going to blow it and kill him. And that's what happens. He shoots him with a blaster. Yep. And then everything's just still. And then Benjaren's face is like, I can't believe he just did that. We're going to have to shoot our way out of this. Yeah. I uh, thought they were going to go back through somehow – but they go out the window.
2: Well, what yeah. is cool about that scene, though? Oh, I hear here it's the first time watching it. Well, no, I'm not going to talk about Short Troopers. Well, yeah, there is the Short Trooper. <laughs> there is the Short Trooper with the tray and cup, which is oh, phenomenal. I need to... Yeah, talk All about
0: right. that. That's interesting.
2: Well, it's it, it, kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I'm
0: saying, I'm being serious.
2: There, there was a guy, I should I should find out who it actually was, who who modeled uh, the tray and cup on... Uh, on uh, it's on Thingiverse right now, the actual Short Trooper thing. <laughs> Uh, so I'm waiting and if, if any of you guys are short troopers out there like get that costume like get the train cup and <laughs> I want to see you guys at Star Wars Celebration I have a huge army of us who star all with a uh, train cup but no, know what I was going <laughs> to talk about that uh, during that scene was uh, that uh, in doing that they kill everyone who saw Din Djarin's face yeah so, I and mean, that, that's the cool thing about like oh yeah the place is that now the only person who's seen Din Djarin's face is Mayfield. Right. Cause everybody else in that room and they do make a comment about that. They feel yeah. basic, like now everybody you saw your face is dead something like that. Like nobody's seen your face now. Um, so that was actually like a rational reason why shooting up the place was a good thing. So there you go. There you go.
1: Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah, guys get, uh, get trays and cups. And if you're out <laughs> here and you want to source that, let me know. If you can find that tray and that cup, like, let me know. Cause I want to buy it. I want to make that costume. So there you go. Uh, I, said I said it. I said it.
0: Yeah, they kick out the panel to the window, Mayfield and mm-hmm. Dinjar, and they make their way on the ledge on the outside, and you have a short trooper who gets shot immediately, and then <laughs> and then you have Cara Dune and Fennec Shand on a ridge sniping uh troopers that are there's I mean, they're ridiculously outnumbered, so having that sniper support from two snipers is was totally needed. And then they relayed a boba fett who's waiting in slave one to Go and try and pick him up. He's off in the distance. But yeah, it it's it's almost like you're watching real life battlefront here because it's yeah. just picking off people and they take out some gunners. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. You're seeing actual their point of view through the scopes, and you get the glorious slave one fly in to come and pick him up. And I was wondering how this was gonna happen. And the slave one goes on its back like it's gonna park, yeah. And it's so awesome. <laughs> and then Mayfield and Dinjarin are able to jump from the building, from the roof of the building, onto the slave one uh, ramp, and they kind of fly away there. And then Mayfield, he asks for the cycle oh, yeah. rifle that Boba Fett was carrying ever since chapter Tatooine. nine. Yeah. yeah. And he, he eyes the rhydonium that he personally brought in. The, the commanding officer basically explained that it, it was going to make uh, Operation Cinder look like nothing compared to what they were going to do with the shipment he brought. And he shoots the payload and explodes, I guess, both of the transports that were there. Mm-hmm. And, um,
2: and a decent chunk of the base. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Fennec Shan says it's a nice shot in Cara Dune, kind of. You can see it on her face. That, Wow, Mayfield actually went above and beyond there. And um, he made the right choice.
2: A lot of short troopers died that day. <laughs> <laughs> that and scarith.
0: And then uh, the piece de resistance. <laughs> <laughs> the two TIE fighters follow the Slave one up into the atmosphere. Yep. And then we see it. <laughs> <laughs> Colin's trying to load it.
1: Yeah. Oh the uh, Yeah, I I loved that. that I love cool. that they brought that back. I thought yeah, yeah that, was, um, that was cool. Because of we haven't seen that live action since Attack of the Clones. And, since 2002 yeah. Yeah, and and we didn't see that in the original trilogy. So seeing that come out and then doing like the, it's like like the how coolest, everything goes silent. Coolest just, sound
2: in the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool.
1: Yeah. I I I mean I will say, going back to what we talked about The Last Jedi, w- one of the cool things about that movie was probably the scene of where she goes hyperspace like, through like, the ship and everything goes silent. That was cool, but nothing will ever but top they, that That sound. breaks.
2: Like, why, did they, why don't they have weapons that do that? Why don't
1: they just do that more
2: often? That's what I didn't like about it. And I used to set a pref- precedent for like, all the other times in Star Wars history when they could have just had a ship go into light speed right in front of another <laughs> one. right? And so that's what I don't like about that.
0: Okay. Said, well, anyway, I, said, I don't need to rant about reasoning why they don't yeah. use that because I mean, yeah, I would, yeah. if one goes off, you're basically committing suicide on, on the well, ship. Yeah, you know? but
2: like I mean, like you know, you have some kamikaze like. <laughs> <people> <laughs> yeah. But then you know, got to store oh, them oh, somewhere. Feet. Yeah. So, uh, well, it.
0: it I'm, I mean, there could be some.
2: Regardless, you could you that. could put that technology in like a drone though, is what I'm saying. Like <laughs> you don't have to be a piloted shit. That's right.
0: I'm All right. I'm I'm so sorry I brought that up.
1: Uh, um, but yeah, so so we see that happen and we see it like th- that, that sonic wave hits the TIE fighters directly and it just wipes them out like like that and in, 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 in an instant, and it was sweet. Yeah, and at the very end, they
0: park somewhere on that same planet, and it's Din, Kara, and Mayfield they're having the, the discussion of okay, so Mayf- Mayfield actually puts out his hands and asks Kara Dune, like all right, you're going to take me back? And then Cara Dune says, nice shooting back there. And she kind of looks at Din Djar and and basically says, well, it's sad that uh, Niggs Mayfield died in a mining accident. And Mayfield's like trying to figure out what to think of it. And then he catches yeah. on that they're going to just let him go. And I'm kind of sad that they didn't just take him along.
2: Well, they, they leave him like on this random planet, like with no... <laughs> Thought that was a little weird. At least drop him somewhere, you know. But uh,
1: I don't think that's the last time that we'll see him. though. I I yeah, he was a cool. I think we'll see him in season three. I don't think he'll come back. I mean, I mean, I or by the end of the show, they'll be like, hey, we really need to have your skills for this final mission. He'll be like, oh yeah, sure. I've got nothing going on here. I've because you guys left me. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, I i do like his character i thought that this episode was a big redemption for him um from what we saw in season one because in season one we kind of just thought that this guy was kind of a jerk and and that he really didn't care about anything but throughout this episode you see more of his perspective on the first order and i mean at the first order of the uh uh, of Of his journey in the empire and and why he stopped being a a sharpshooter for him, so I liked seeing that and then him kind of calling that officer out, and you 're like, oh, okay, wow, he was not really for the empire after that, so I thought his journey has come a lot since season one and then and and then on top of that, you know he 's only been on two episodes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought Bill Burr's
0: acting was mm-hmm. awesome. I think yeah. he's one of the, wow. the better actors on the show. And the fact that he's a stand-up comedian and he does like yeah. acting on the side. And he yeah. does have ties to Breaking Bad. He was in several episodes of that. So he's, mm-hmm. he's been around some pretty big series. And, um, it cuts he actually to... wasn't
1: a Star Wars fan though, right?
0: No, he's not. He's not a fan no. of science fiction, fantasy whatsoever. No it's just he's i'm glad, fr- he's I'm glad they him. left him on that planet
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's friends with a lot of people in the industry now and he i think he likes to act but he doesn't have any real care almost kind of like tony gilroy with Rogue one and cassie and he's he's not a real genre fan he's just a fan of like the spy thriller yeah oh, born franchise yeah yeah so yeah we cut to moff gideon's ship and mm-hmm. We have that officer that we've seen several times. I think her name is Katie, forgetting her last name. But she walks in and she delivers a message to Moff Gideon, and it's Din Djarin. And he says, You have something I want.
1: And it's the line yeah, it's from that, from. yeah, from Was it chapter seven. One. Like, is it
2: exactly yes. a season yeah. later? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he says, You have something I want. You may think you have some idea what you're in possession of
1: but you do not. I mean, it's yeah.
0: exact. Soon um, he will be back with me.
1: He, he means more to me than you will ever know. And, yeah. and during that line, I got goosebumps because I was like, he's a proud dad. He's yeah. getting his son back. <laughs> Moff Gideon, get ready. You're going down.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, man, and, yeah. And it's in Din Djarin is that hologram where it's just like the chest up and he's yeah. like, like oh, extra, extra large. And yeah and Boff is just staring at it like fuming. Mm-hmm. And
1: the episode ends right there. Um I did want to talk about something uh d- d- during the tank fight scene of of that species that has the spears. I think that is foreshadowing of uh, of him using the spear that he got from Ahsoka uh in chapter 13. And it looks like he knows how to eat ye- well, yeah, it looks like he knows how to use it.
2: I think, I mean, I think it's, it makes sense that he would go up against Moff Gideon with yeah. the dark saber. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: that's what I see. I mean, I'm not the first person to say that. Um, no,
1: no. And you won't be the last, but I just sure? thought, <laughs> I just thought um, uh, him using those spears was just like, oh, okay, because of that was like our first glimpse of kind of, what will happen when he eventually uses it against Moth?
0: Cool. So
1: yeah, we see the concept art like we
0: see after every episode. And there's one particular shot that I bring this up all the time where you see famous actors' faces on some of the characters. But this time it was kind of odd because there's a concept art image of two guys on skiffs and if you zoom in really closely on the face it's oscar isaac's face on both of them -uh. Nuh-uh. what i don't believe you (laughs) yeah i'm telling you it's oscar isaac and it's it's strange that that's there it's a little easter egg i guess
1: that that would have been an interesting easter egg (laughs) yeah oh man
0: so yeah that's the episode and um, we have we got one, one more, more left episode left, guys.
1: One more left. So, oh, man, what are your Not predictions? Sad. What are we gonna see? I think we'll see some type of. Um, I mean, um, because the actor who plays Mop Gideon said that there that he used the actual dark saber in fight scenes, so I think we will finally see like a lightsaber battle type situation. For sure, and if I want we to don't, then up, he was lying. I want. I to think, to show think I'd rather I Luke show up. I, I think we will see a happening.
2: Jedi. I think. I, I mean, if we have the girl oh, yeah. you know, like he sent out a signal, so like it wouldn't be surprised me. Maybe Mace Windu shows up. Maybe Luke. Yeah, does. Maybe yeah if uh, Luke shows up.
0: I'm
1: waking up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I think what's going to happen is that this whole season has kind of been like The Empire Strikes Back. And I think at the end they will not save him. And I think that the that they'll end up pulling a a a ending like the second Pirates of the Caribbean of uh of where um someone shows up and and that person will be the Jedi that uh, or, or the Force user that that he called like at that one in the last episode. And that person will show up and be like, "All right, I'm uh, I'm here to help." And then and then the next season, it's going to be trying to save the child w- w- with this new force user that pops up, and we have no idea if it's if it's Mace Windu, Cal, yeah, Mace Windu, Cal, Castus, Luke Skywalker, uh, Opal Rancisis.
2: Yeah, my <laughs> man. Can you
1: imagine? Seattle. And
2: Seattle could show up. Oh, Seattle, yeah, Seattle. <laughs> um, out
1: <laughs> um, th- uh, th- th- there's also characters, f- um, f- from Legends th- that could possibly show up too because there is Mara Jade. There's a Camper Nights his last name, but it's Kyle Katarin yeah. Okay, yeah. And then the one that I think would blow everyone, everyone away would be would be Star Killer from The Force Unleashed. I think that would be super cool. I think seeing him show up would blow everyone away because of he, he was a fan favorite for a while because of that game was amazing. And, uh, and, but the thing is, is that that character is so OP. Like he's, if, if he stayed canon, he would be the most OP character because of all the stuff that, that he, that he did in the game. I mean, he beat Darth Vader like that. So I'm just, it, it would be cool to see him come back. Yeah, we have no idea. I my think question it's be a is long how episode. bleak it's going to be. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping it's a long one. I'm hoping that it's just like the beginning of this season where it was 56 minutes. I'm I'm hoping it's on the lines of that,
2: close to an hour. Yeah, it's my thought. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah. I I think it's going to end on a cliffhanger though. Make us wait a full year. I'm
1: telling you, Go Empire Strikes Back, or or something that would blow everyone away is that. Is that they do save the child, but then after that, um, the person Didn't get gets captured, right? But then he gets captured again by by Fett, and he steals him in Slave One, and then that's the cliffhanger. That the entire time Fett has been I I playing think, them.
2: I don't think I think Moff Gideon stays alive. I don't think that the end of his character is next episode. No, um, so.
1: I, I, yeah, I don't mean, know.
2: Clearly they do make Snoke. So like,
1: yeah.
2: it, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. I, I can't say if I think they're going to get Grogu back or
1: not. I think, I, I think, you know, a, um, something that's possible is maybe seeing Thrawn show up at the very end. Like some, uh, my, some type of glimpse.
2: My personal thought with Thrawn is I think that was just a tease for this show. That's my okay. thought. I don't okay. know if Thrawn will have a major presence in Mandalorian, but I think he'll be like the main antagonist in the Ahsoka series. That's my personal thought, but I'm um, certainly curious to hear other opinions.
0: I think someone's losing a limb, and it might be Dinjarin. Djarin.
2: Don't right right or left arm? Or what do, you, what do you think? What's your money? What's your pay line? Right arm <laughs> from the
0: Darksaber, yeah.
2: Alright, alright. I got five bucks on left arm. So. <laughs> that, <laughs> Wait a minute. I is he a
0: lefty
1: or righty? I don't know. I think he's right-handed. Yeah. Can you tell in that? I think if I, I think <laughs> if that happens then that's going to be like, yep. This whole season was Empire Strikes Back. Like to the very <laughs> He end, is a
2: Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: You are you are not a real Skywalker until you at least lose at least an arm or a hand. I feel like that is their trademark and that's how you become a Skywalker. And that's why Ray is not a real Skywalker, Ray. Sorry.
3: Well, <laughs> like, that means that Kylo was never related to Skywalker's either, uh-uh. or well, Leia.
1: Yeah, but but <laughs> he but he wasn't a direct Skywalker though. He was a solo.
3: I mean, technically, he was Organa. But
1: <sighs> <laughs> all right, let's just end it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I think that's everything that's a
2: lot that was a long episode
0: yeah that was a long episode, episode.
1: yeah because i think we started at at three ish yeah
0: yeah we went about two hours oh man
1: Oof.
2: all right well uh <laughs> are we ended are we ending this
1: yeah that's is it is this how we end oh, oh wait 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 okay i'm okay no joke, no joke no <laughs> joke i do have one thing I do have one thing because I... <laughs> <yes, laughs> Max rebo Lip. Yes, it is. And, 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 the, and the reason why is because in Legends, I, I learned this, by the way, <laughs> in Legends, he did survive. At the last minute before the explosion, him and some of the Max Rebo band jumped off the ship. Is Droopy, is Droopy alive? Did Droopy make Droopy it? McCool. That's
2: who I care about.
1: He also jumped at the same time as Max Rebo. Yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah uh, uh, and something else that a lot of people don't know about is that um, is that in the original concept of Max Rebo, his like hands were actually supposed to be his legs. He like wasn't supposed to have any hands. And and, and when he's playing the piano, it's his actual like feet and not his hands. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Something really
2: to, I, that's 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 new knowledge to me
1: something to take away from this podcast that should mm. be the only thing right there yeah
2: wow that's something that's wow okay. <laughs> all right okay
1: all right oh boy all right
2: all
0: right yeah. yeah for sam colin and ray i'm david may the force be with you always,
1: always.